This is episode number 23 of Dev Branch Active Growth Problems. I couldn't. I'm Jason Tucker. You can find me at Jason Tucker on Twitter. That's Jason Tucker. That's at Jason Tucker. There's Steve, but he's not here. Steve Zingit. You can go find him over at Zingy on Twitter. Oh, hey, I'm Say at Say Read Media on Twitter for now because, you know. And y'all know who it is. It's your boy, Jason Cosper, a.k.a. Fat Mullenweg, back at it again on the world's most influential WordPress podcast. Speaking of podcasts, you can go find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Audible, Spotify, pretty much wherever it is you listen to podcasts. And if you want to come and hang out with us, you can go over to Discord. Go to wrcore.com slash Discord, where you can go and hang out with everyone in there. We'd appreciate it. I'll figure it out. Stay even in there. I'll use it soon. I know right. now, you can't say you used it soon. You I, installed it already. You're I good. I installed it and I was like gonna reply and then I like couldn't figure out how to say hi to people and then I was like, I'm out. Okay. Anyway. Um, but we have two folks here. Are you guys in the Discord? In your Discord? Uh, yeah. I mean you're in a Discord. Okay I'm sure you're in a that. Discord or two. Sounds like I'm about to be 25. Yeah, hop in that Discord. It's cozy. <laughs> um, cool. we tend to keep the same informal atmosphere. And mm. if you have a problem with the channels, it's this guy's fault. This is this one down here, the Cosby. Anyway, <laughs> complain to him directly, please. So, so our set us up. What are we today, talking about today? Yeah, our guests today are, uh, please introduce yourself. <laughs> John. Uh, Take the mic. John, John Jacoby. Uh work at Awesome Motive on the research and development team. Um, you work at Awesome Motive now? Internal. Yeah, I, I do work at Awesome that. Motive. Um, and uh, they uh, sponsor me for the Five to the Future initiative and work a lot on .org and uh, security and uh, WordPress core for 6.1 and review and keep an eye on some stuff and just try to generally be helpful. Also recently called a liar and uh, a bunch of other not very nice names. Usually, thief goes along with liar. Talk about yeah. Do they do they sponsor you to work on the meta team? That would be useful. Uh, the, yeah, pretty much whatever across the board, whatever we want to do. Nice. That's good to know. So you're the five for the future of Automotive. Awesome One of uh, five. yeah. One of the five. One of the five for the future. There, there are there are actually a couple people. Uh, yeah, five. Is it five? There are. No, there no, are it's five percent. And, five, you know, five people in the five. There are five five people if for the future. That's it. There are only <laughs> that's five. All it takes. That's all it is. All right, Matt. Uh, uh, who are you, and what are you doing? <laughs> you do have questions for me. That's great. Thank I do, you. I do. I'm starting right <laughs> off the bat. I'm Matt, and uh, I work at uh, Stellar WP, um, and uh, work on plugins there. Um, we're hoping that they grow one day, but we'll never know for sure. <laughs> No, say <laughs> I'm so sorry that was loud and I just moved my microphone here. So I apologize for the sound bite, sound burst spike. Yeah, no, um, we're in, do lots our, of things, marketing and plugins and all that kind of stuff. Sorry, uh, say uh, so uh, given that heck of a segue, uh, our topic today on Dev Branch, our Devier Branch, is um, something that I actually <laughs> I saw happen in the Meta channel. 
because uh, I'm in the meta channel. It's really, you know, more people have been coming in this past week than have been there lately, but uh, it's an interesting place to hang out in the make Slack. Um, I've learned a lot. Uh, but I, I tweeted, I tweeted our, our WordPress our water cooler group chat. And I was like, I think this is going to be a thing. And then the next day I was like, okay, you know, we're a thing. And then the next day I was like, yep, pure thing, definite thing happening here. Um, but the thing that is happening is in a nutshell, we, anyone who's listening to the show already knows, but just in case you just, you know, came home from Burning Man or something, um, the act, uh, a commit was done that actually, uh, pulled, pulled back, uncommitted, reversed. <laughs> What's the word? Why can't I think of the word? Murdered. Reverted, reverted, reverted a change that had been made. Murdered the active installed charge. Yeah, a change that had been made in a ticket from quite some time ago uh, that allow, that created what is called an active growth uh, installed chart on the advanced tab of the plugins page. And um, what that does, just so we're all clear on what that does, or like, so I'm clear on what that does, is that just uh, was a chart of all of the plugins that were checking back into the WordPress WordPress repository for a an update check. Is that correct? And then displayed it as a chart. And then just that data was just being quantified and displayed as a chart. Yes. So how many an active install and 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 that is. So what was not removed was the active installs number, which is a current number. What which is on the front page of the plugins, still there, because I checked, uh, but the, the growth chart, which has cumulative data of that same number, I'm assuming, is no longer there. Is this accurate? This is accurate. Is there yeah, any nuance not... I am missing there from the actual very just like baseline One... description of what is happening? There's also a API endpoint um, that was also removed. And that API endpoint allowed people to call that data. Yeah. And so, and that data was refreshed every 24 hours. So in theory, every 24 hours, anyone could get that data on any plugin. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Any just totally open data plugin. So <clears throat> that's the, the thing. And then that, uh, that ticket that had created that was reverted, um, it's very suddenly, but when I say suddenly, you know, all commits happen suddenly because they just happen instantly, but it was happened without discussion. And I know that because I'm watching in meta, so I know it wasn't discussed before. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, that the, we're, we're really talking about two really separate issues here. One issue is the active growth chart data and its need and or potential uses or uh, problems. The other issue is a sudden change being made to the core, well, it's not core WordPress, but the, the infrastructure of WordPress.org and the plugins repository um, without discussion slash notice. Yeah. Correct? Two yeah, separate yeah, issues. And, yeah. and honestly, the summary. discussion that did happen afterwards was also not so exemplary. Right. But that's so that's the second issue. So I really want to separate these two. And a if we don't have issue. time to get to that second issue today of then that's okay, because that's something we could even talk about on water cooler itself. 
what I'd really like to focus, I mean, it's all water cooler, but like not on the dev branch version. So on dev branch here today, since we have the two of you, I know, uh, John, you were really, you were able to, because you have uh, committer access, you're able to actually review the code that is not publicly available. Also correct? Is that correct? That, that is yeah. correct. Yes. Okay, well, we can get into the nuance. And then you, so you were saying there are reasons for this. And Matt, you as a plugin uh, owner in the past, and I don't know what your, you know, developer, you know, leader of I've, plugins now. <laughs> I don't still, know what we call you. <laughs> uh, still, but that was a plugin still advocate. Uh, you, are, you have used that data. And so bringing you two on here, the intention is to discuss that from a technical perspective, understanding that. So um, either well, one of you can go first, I, you know, whichever you prefer. And I think, uh, John, you've, you've talked a lot in the, in the, um, the, you have a lot of documentation you've done in the, the track and in the Slack itself. So maybe Matt, you could summarize or maybe go off on a couple questions, which is that I've seen out there in general, which is, why is this so important to plugin developers that they're that not again not the being taken away quickly but just the actual data what what is mm -hmm. the data used for, used for yeah so one way I'll answer that is um, that I remember back in my day like way back um, there was no active install count um, we had just downloads and um, you would always be like checking out, oh, I got a bunch of downloads today. And then then all of a sudden you saw plugin authors, especially larger ones that rhyme with toast, would um, put out a lot of releases um, in like two or three in a week or so. Um, and you'd see their download numbers uh, um, be really, really high. Um, and that was really kind of a good test case for like, well, how many people, how many websites are actually using this plugin? So wait, um, when they had those download numbers, was it using those cumulatively? So if someone downloaded a new version? Yeah, just downloads. It just, just downloads. Download? It's just raw downloads. So if I download so That number it, would be essentially artificially inflated. Well, no, it's not. It's still downloads. It, it is exactly what it is. It's how many times it was downloaded. I can download mm -hmm. it 1,000 times, and I would do 1,000 of those numbers for Not for the first time. download, not the second download. Mm -hmm. Just yeah. all downloads. It doesn't how many, How many like, parentheses, like, four, five, yeah. six, do yeah. you have of various <laughs> plugins you've gone and downloaded? <laughs> no. No one will ever know. But <laughs> like 17 but how many bots have you written that just had how many machines <laughs> that were just downloaded? Yeah, it's like, like a WGET and a while loop and you're good to go, right? <laughs> like, wow, where did I get all these downloads? Don't turn that bot off. Um, it's, you know, so that, and everybody, all the plugin authors just really were like, yeah, it's just downloads. Like, eh, it's always going to jump when you do, do a release. Eh, it doesn't really mean anything. Um, and, but at the same time, there was also commonly known that that it is possible to figure out how many websites uh, a plugin is on, um, but that.org wasn't sharing that at the time. Um, and then suddenly they wait, did. Wait, wait, wait. When you they weren't sharing it at the time, you're saying that .org has that information because it's it's part of they were they were getting that part of, it's part of the yeah part of the way in which plugin updates work. Um, mm -hmm. So, like in order for a website to say, hey, I need an update um, to this plugin, um, .org receives that information. 
So right. that so even though the downloads weren't being displayed originally as separated out, .org still had the data whether they were requesting a download that was fresh or a download that was being an update. So they had that data as well. They, they have the number. They have the number of downloads for regardless whether even if you go to the physical page and down hit the download button, that's part of the downloads too. Whether mm -hmm. you updated it in your admin, that's part of the downloads too. Whether you installed it for the first time, that's part of the downloads too. But yeah. the unique information is that they also have domains uh, that hit um, the they hit .org saying I need an update for this plugin, and that's the magic ah. active install number. Um, mm -hmm. And that and then they did start saying. Let's put active installs um, as a meaningful number for plugin growth. Um, so, that, and at the end of the day, it becomes meaningful over time, more meaningful over time. Um, one, because people start to see that number grow. It is also a search engine ranking factor in the WordPress.org um, plugin ranking. So, when you search for donation, um, a lot of different plugins will show up, including uh, PayPal and a couple others that aren't really donation plugins at all, but they show up high because they have a very high active install count. Um, so um, those things start to be significant and matter on that front. So um, uh, real quick though, do you remember either of you or know when the active install growth, uh, both the number and the chart, because I assume they came in at the same time, because why wouldn't you just you know put the number and the chart in at one time, uh, that, um, no, I just distracted myself. Sorry. Carry on. I'll remember. The number, what the number has so, been there for a while, but it's yeah. always been obfuscated. They've rounded it, or we've rounded it to yeah. uh, hundreds, thousands, tens, twenty, hundreds. Yeah, it's like, it's like this one. 6,000 yeah. active installs right. kind of thing. And then yeah. once it hits a million, it doesn't go up until you're past two. So you could be anywhere wow. between one and two and not know where you are. I remember that could be a, <laughs> maybe not real great. Uh, and could probably be improved. Yeah. That's just how it's been. When uh, that one, data was added, when that data was added, do either of you know if the impact on the search, the plugin repository search, was like? I mean, it, it wouldn't be able to use that, you know, data if it wasn't intentionally included in that. So I'm assuming that the search engine, that the plugin repository search ranking. You know, when when did it start to use that feature? Do you know? So the the search the the search algorithm and the way that plugins were weighted in the Elasticsearch index went through a bunch of iterations to try to uh, come up with what eventually tested out to be what kind of felt right. You know, you kind of tweak all the knobs and sliders, and you. You, you play with the weights to go like, okay, this sort of, it, it, the results naturally are right, you know? And it took, it took a while. Um, and it was mostly one person that worked on that, which was the same person that um, largely worked on Jetpack uh, search. And so there was some experience from there. And I don't want to call people out because I don't know how comfortable they are with it, but long yeah, story really short. Um, it, that is good information uh, though. There was a uh, really smart, super talented person uh, that made it happen. And uh, I think since that ship, that has largely been untouched. Uh, and uh, it's fine. I mean, it's even not, with this know, change, right? Even with this mm -hmm. change, that is still so that active install number, whether or not that's active install or active install growth, 
that number in some fashion is still being used to affect the ranking yeah. in the plugins, even though the data is not available on the front end or API. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think so, yeah. Okay. It's interesting. Yeah. I think, and part of the reason why I mentioned all of that in that context is that because the active install count is, it's not just a factor, it is one of the most important factors in the yeah. search ranking. Um, it, because of that, the way in which that number is created um, and represented is really significant. Um, and so being able to jump, like when you're a smaller plugin, you go between, you go, it goes from like tens to hundreds um, to thousands. And then once it gets to 10,000, like John said, it only goes 10 to 20, 20 to 30 to 50, all the way up to 100. And then it doesn't go again to 200. Between 100 and 200 is a big, it's double of what you've done. Like I'm telling you this. Yeah. That's, a, that's, that's a rough a, line it, right there. Right now. Um, like it's, it'll take us four years to get to 200, you know, but at some point, like we got to be able to know, like, when is that going to happen? You know, um, do we have to know? Is it, is, is it just a vanity metric? Not really, because we know that it impacts how we rank against other plugins. In the, in so the you still have your downloads data, right? And let me ask another question is I, I, and I've seen this around too, and I thought this was the case. Can you, or can you not put in your free versions of the plugins that are coming from the repository, put in callbacks so that you could in theory, get that data from the plugin without the WordPress data. Like if you enabled um, uh, like had that as a, you know, yes, send us your stats um, or uh, uh, you were talking about, on our chat, Casper, uh, about like Freemius, you know, if you enable that, I don't know if you can do Freemius on the free plugins, I can't remember, yes, but can. like those uh, are additional opt ways to get that data, right? But that's yeah, opt-in. Opt but it's opt-in. Yeah, you can do Freemius on a, a free plugin as long as it's opt-in. That's the thing with uh, telemetry, uh, at least in the WordPress repository. You have to basically have your users opt-in to that data so you are effectively losing the segment of people who uh, actually uh, a, a brand new MacBook showed up for my wife, Sarah, this morning. Uh, and it asked, hey, do you want to send telemetry data back to Apple? And she goes, why the hell would I want to do that? Like, mm -hmm. I, I literally don't want anything to leak back to Apple on what I'm doing on my machine. So she unchecked it. And now uh, that... Yeah, she opted out, and that data now is is not getting uh, sent back. Like you know, there with are privacy. MacBooks yeah. are going to get worse over time with certain. But but so is your refrigerator and even though your she's opted out of telemetry, she is still going to get software updates. Right, mm -hmm. right. So the thing so wink wink. <laughs> is that when you when you go to um, remove Freemius, it even asks you, which we all pick the second to last one, which is like, I'm temporarily disabling this plugin. Leave me alone. I, I, I don't care if I'm ever coming back or not. And you don't need to know if I'm coming back or not. But it's going to ask you those sorts of things. So it, it, I don't know, it's not good enough. I don't think I don't think the that is, not good is enough, good. You're saying. Yeah, I don't think it's good enough, especially if you're if you're going to have a okay, marketplace. So where you're going to be able to download a plugin for free and use it, um, then it, you need to have more data for it, which is just, it's kind of 
crazy that we don't have that much data because for instance, like podcasts, podcasts have statistics that are tied to them. And you can see the download statistics, the subscriber statistics. You can do all of that stuff just by going into like the Apple Connect for podcasts and right. you can do one for Spotify. You can do one for all those things. <clears throat> I don't know. I just think that like having that that plugin repository needs to have a little bit more data if that's the the like the official place where you can get this. And if you're um, if you're a developer on 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 iPhone or on Mac and you're going to be putting a thing in the App Store, you get that data and you can see how many people are downloading the thing. Mm -hmm. I have so on that I, I I you know I agree I so now we talked about you know stats useful important whatever which I guess we we all kind of know that in a way but so John you've looked at the code right and you were talking about mm -hmm. this in the Slack and you have that uh, that privilege of having that access because of your status in the project in terms of being a core committer and what you've worked on um, so <clears throat> without telling us. <laughs> What I, I have been trying to figure out what exactly is so possibly vulnerable. The only thing that basically something that Matt said, where it says it's sending the domain name back, like, and the domain, you know, it's, it's logging the domain names of where it is. So the domain name then could be in theory scraped. Like I was like, maybe that's what's so vulnerable, vulnerable about the data, but like, what is like, okay. Not what is so vulnerable mm -hmm. about data, but like, is it is it personal is, identity? Is it PID personally identification? In you know what is that? I don't know. Identifiable yeah, information. No. Yeah, that, I get that what you're saying. I get what you're is saying. Is it or is it like is it the domain name? So it's something like that's like kind of bad, or is it like you know mm -hmm. no like it's there's no credit card data on here. You know, it's not like there's right, a credit right. card tied to this. So why would what what could be so bad in theory? What, hypothetically, what gives? Well, what gives? that's 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 the the interesting thing about watching everyone talk about it and speculate on it is that when you don't know what happened, your brain goes crazy. Uh, like yeah. you actually start like really going down the rabbit hole. Uh, when my car got stolen in Miami and I didn't know who stole it, man, did I cook up a bunch of theories about how they did it, <laughs> where they took it, how, and it showed up a day and a half later stripped, which you knew was going to happen. But like, man, the Wait, all for that day <laughs> i was making up crazy stories about i would like to submit my as my own personal conspiracy theory i don't believe this one but that it is in, in order to hide the uh data on the gutenberg plugin oh no it's not that i know it's not i haven't seen that one that was when i say crazy i am the ark of the covenant i don't want uh, I'm not trying to be like dismissive or anybody. I'm really genuinely just like having experienced it myself. I know that that's what happens. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, okay. So we do, but we don't uh, have that information. Conspiracy theorists love a vacuum. Right. And then is, when it's, wait, when wait, wait, it's wait, wait, privacy. I don't want to get into that second issue of communication or whatever. Mm -hmm. Let's mm -hmm. like, we're, you don't have to say what the security vulnerability is. Could you describe mm -hmm. yes, something that is? What is, what is <laughs> I will eventually. An I'm analogy. Going, I, will, I will. I will. Definitely will. The thing okay. is, it um, one of the sort of tenets of having uh, access to the data or the code or the things that are the inner workings of a thing is one. You don't usually say that you have access to those things because you're instantly a target, right? And so there are people that right, right. have access to those things that 
through whatever means that they have access to, uh, they, they do. Uh, we have to. Uh, the systems teams, people that have worked on stats, people that work on .org, people that commit, people that not just commit to core, but that commit to uh, the websites, that commit to uh, track, that commit to maintaining... And it, tons, right? There, are, there is a significant number of people that have access to things. And Sometimes because I there is so much data, by the by the freeness with which credential <laughs> did out. There is so much data on WordPress.org that uh, you folks, lots of people, probably have some level of uh, access that they do not know that they might have access to. Um, and depending on what you work on, uh, it also determines what uh, you end up being able to see. And so having worked on WordPress.org, WordCamp, the BuddyPress, BBPress sites, Track, having like over time, I have uh, myself uh, earned a, a, an ability to have some access to some of the stuff. And so when, Got the keys. Uh, when like across from working from different companies and different pieces of it, that uh, when I saw this happen, and I think we all went like, huh, that maybe That's is weird. out of the ordinary. This is like a unique occurrence. It was abrupt. And yes. And so when I saw it, I was like, well, let me look and poke, see poke, what, poke. what was not obfuscated the way that it was intended to be. And because it, the, that if any time that you look at security messaging. releases for WordPress core, you will look at the commit message and they're like, well, that's not super useful, but that's the point is that it's supposed to be truthful and honest without giving everyone away what the problem What was. did you see? Uh, I'm dying. Right. Uh, <laughs> and so it like is- going through the King Tut's tomb. Is, there, there are two pieces of it. One, the obfuscation part is exactly only what you think that it is. It is only about the raw number being of like reverse calculated in a way that was accurate enough to completely defeat the purpose of obfuscating it in the first place. And so if WordPress.org is going to have an API endpoint that is going to go through all the work of hiding the real number, and then you can just get the real number anyways, then we should whoa, whoa, whoa. rethink is what it is that we're trying to number? do. This is literally about the so there's that part as of opposed it. to the, the generalization of the chunks? So there's, that, so there's that one. There's, so there, there's that one aspect of it. The other aspect of it is that um, there, in my opinion, and this is the part that I've got to put on track yet. The other, the other part of it is that this this endpoint and another separate endpoint that are still live right now uh, are just PHP files. They are not endpoints that map to some other thing that do something else that's clever or fun. Like these are just PHP files that load in HyperDB, that access the database, that give you JSON. They are as simple of an interface tool into the stats data as you literally could possibly code to get it done. There's no query caching. There's no object caching. There's, that is just, you're hitting the data and getting what you want. Um, and some people were uh, people poking people uh, people poke at what they see in terms of the parameters it accepts uh the slug the limit whatever they eventually people see what it is and they go let me see if i can get more out of it let me see what i can 
pass into these parameters and see how it works because they don't have access to what I see, uh, but they do have access to the endpoint and they can see what comes out. And so people experiment to see what's the most amount of data that they can get out of it. And ultimately, um, what they were, what you could eventually, first part is um, about a year ago, it started spitting out errors because people were shoving a bunch of data at it. Uh, that was not right. And it was causing uh, debug notices, PHP errors were coming through, coming through the logs. And so uh, it got updated to correct some of those issues to prevent people from brute forcing it in specific ways that weren't leaking data, but that were causing the error logs in WordPress.org to fill up like crazy. So fix that problem. And doing that uh, meant that it was returning different headers based on the errors that were happening and so oh, depending on what this is all reverse you sent, <laughs> depending on what you sent to that endpoint you could get a different header back to determine whether or not a plugin existed whether or not that plugin had any installs whether it's or not the, a it's plugin, like the true or false game that you have to play like essentially true right. or false questions. so 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 when 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 people start um, pen testing. They are just looking for ways in um, that any amount of data that is returned, that is a, a, a gleanful insight uh, is a, a security problem. It is unintended behavior for that endpoint to work that way. Uh, and so hmm. there is the obfuscation part of it. That is true. But when people are able to determine a plugin existing or not existing or an install count being zero or not zero, that is not intended to be how that endpoint works. It is leaking unintended data and responses that it shouldn't be leaking. And so and it is not serious <laughs> in terms of like all oh, of WordPress.org got hacked yeah. and everything was MySQL injected and everything. Like when people hear security, they think something was breached. They think that was never identification data. That I mean, was, that that's what we think. That was that was not implied. That was not anything I said. That was not anything anybody else said. Well, that's, I, know that's Otto, I know Otto just said it's not a secret, but that's it's not necessarily cultural about, conditioning. That's what that is. Yes. We hear security breach and everyone's like, where's my wallet number? I have to call people and cancel stuff, you know? So that's, yes. I think that's right. it's a fair but Nobody reaction. said security breach. I mean, I people I, People I in people speculated that it was a security breach. Yeah. People speculate well, that I think people Matt wants speculate. to hold the data. People totally. speculate that uh, there is yes. more data available than there is. People, all these things are, um, these are choices. These are decisions that people are making to have a, it's one thing if you want to have a conversation, you know, around with your friends right. about what you think this in, is. But when it becomes a fact or it becomes evidence to support that someone is acting in bad faith, uh, that, is a different problem for a different show. Yeah, so that's, yeah, John, that, that's uh, next in, week. We can talk about it. <laughs> yeah, in this morning's uh, post-status expert, uh, Nye said something really interesting, which is like basically in the absence of uh, any sort of reasoning for this. And I understand if, if there are particular uh, security issues, like you do kind of have to be quiet until the security issues get fixed. But in the absence of, of a reason or a narrative, people just come up with their own. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I, mean, I think I think it needs to be said. It needs to be said really clearly. We're not talking about the communication stuff, but um, right. there is a way to communicate why it something is taken down that. without inviting crazy speculation. Right, there is I mean, a way to communicate it's, that without it's inviting problem. speculation. 
the issue of the data, like I said, one thing, and it's it, that's a technical issue. The issue of the community impact of that decision is 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 exponentially more damaging, in my opinion, than having that data available. And I think we should just talk about this next week um, because there's so much to talk about there. Um, I have one quick technical question for you, which maybe you can't answer, John, but maybe you can. Um, uh, <laughs> does the scraped data have that data in it? Like the stuff that people have already called from the API, like that data, there's no like real vulnerability there other than people can crunch those numbers and come up with information, right? Correct. Right. right. There's so, nothing, there's nothing in the JSON that, uh, was sensitive or yeah, yeah not sensitive right. it's just um it's just numbers that can be used for whatever purposes and that's that's and and they were being used for all of those purposes oh i'm sure because right. all the big corporations have money to pay people to crunch numbers well yeah, the, end, the end point like all the endpoint returned those percentages the endpoint just returned um uh, like the obfuscated uh, dates and yeah. uh, with numbers that were uh, intentionally not exact. Yeah, yeah. so like two, two big places do it very officially, WP Metrics and uh, Rank Math. They both were pulling from that API daily. And oh, what they and would do is they actually, it. Rank Math is a product that people pay for, I pay for. Mm -hmm. um, and um, it's uh, owned by uh, Awesome Motive. Um, and, uh, it's actually like what they have a way of, of essentially doing math to figure out what your actual active install count is. But now they can't um, do that because they don't have that number, that data anymore. And now they can't do that. Correct. How interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Does that Makes make it irrelevant? I, I, I have so many more questions. Oh, well. Uh, yeah. Ask him on makes, Twitter or in the just Discord. makes me wonder if we could double down on providing more information to developers or not, or if they're going to continue to just have to use opted in third party to to do it. Well, that was one of the reasons why. I mean, I know that we're going over, but are we uh, are we officially going over our time? Well, we, we're, we're going we'll, over. Okay. We're, right, we're so going then, over for the first time here. Woo, we need an auto on here too. Honestly, shout auto out to Otto. <laughs> what up, Otto? Yeah, of course uh, their math yeah, is wrong. Of, they yeah, got obfuscated data to deal with. <laughs> <laughs> like, got, of course I mean, it's fuzzy wrong. logic for a reason. Yeah. yeah. Uh, That's funny. Uh, and so, like, the, um, the, the reason that the data gets processed every 24 hours, mm -hmm. and this is, I think, an important sort of distinction for folks to have, is that when the data comes in from an update check, from WordPress.org and it looks at API.wordpress.org to say, is there a version of WordPress available or plugin updates available or theme updates available? When WordPress makes that request, when everyone's WordPress site makes their outbound request to API.wordpress.org, it sends along with the data that everyone can look at and see. It's in the code, it's uh, all that stuff. But once it hits the endpoint, it sort of gets broken apart in a way that the intention of is so that it is not easy for people like me to reverse engineer that data, right. to try and figure out who is who or what is what or where is where. Everything gets broken apart into very separate database tables or servers 
to obfuscate it in a way that a, a collective of any of it is not easy. And so the query that happens to event, essentially bulk collect and aggregate that data goes to a separate database table every night. It does a big bunch of temporary queries and subqueries to get a bunch of data for all the plugins and then puts that data in a temp table. And then the uh, that happens nightly because um, it's just not stored in a way to make it easy to pull that data back out. And so anytime that there is something that we do choose as a community that we want to report on or that is uh, worth showing on a plugin screen, uh, it's not a simple, super straightforward thing that we just do when we look at the, the data and go. Someone has to come up with the right way to get the right data and serve that you know, with an endpoint that does exactly what it is intended to do. And the there were, like I said, in the track ticket, but the on the on the dev side of it, uh, there there was hesitance to show uh, precise numbers there, not just in terms of like calculation and the code and the data, but whether or not it was uh, healthy mentally to focus on that extra data, and was that the data that was the most important one to show. And I, th and, and frankly, in my own opinion, which I know I've said already is like removing Obvious it now, uh, <laughs> removing it and having everyone be upset about it. Uh, yes, it's important. Yes. Everyone relied on it. Yes. It's a really super important metric in general. I get that. Um, there's way cooler data. There's way cooler stuff that we could show <laughs> that we could see. And, but it, it, what proves, what it proves to me is that once it's there, removing it is really hard. Yeah. It's so whatever we do. information away from someone than it is. Uh, if you've, once you've given it. We already have so little information to begin with. And we yeah. actually are asking for more all the time. And the little that's actually actionable is now gone. So, so whatever I, we I do add next, uh, whatever the data is that we into, show. Okay. Well, we don't want to get into the next um that topic of like the communication part but basically this is where that bridge is because if you just remove all of the communication requests and needs matt matt molenweg matt's response to everyone which is like what data do you need which we talked about at the top of the show right actually makes sense within the context of understanding what the problem was but without mm. the context of understanding what the problem was and what was actually taken away, what data was possibly the problem, without mm -hmm. that context, it looks like it's just completely ignoring what everyone is saying. So that mm -hmm. is, um, again, we, this is why it's two separate things, because on the pure data side, the pure technical side, there is you know, this, this was a problem, it was dealt with. And then if we want that data to be returned, we can talk about what data we want back, right? Totally fine, not, not a problem. Well, but turns out people are human beings and like, you know, need that reasoning, need that understanding. And that part is, uh, is impacting the yeah. technical explanation. And, yeah. and it, is, it, it is itself obfuscating that's for you, Marcus, is it itself obfuscating the response and the actual solution, which 
in theory is actually positive, which is like, okay, what data do you want? Let's find out a way to get that data in a way that doesn't compromise whatever it is this it, is here. So John, would it be extremely difficult to just patch um, what's going on um, so that it could be properly obfuscated again? Um, because it would be wonderful if that would have been the communication as well to say, hey, we found an issue that is um, that some of the stat is being misused in one way or another. We're going to patch it and bring the active install chart back again. Um, but because that wasn't the way it was communicated, it feels instead like uh, we don't like this data in the first place. So right. So I just want to. So technically, I think we've got a really good understanding of that. And that makes sense from a moving forward on the track ticket if there are technical ideas about how this that data mm -hmm. conversation yeah. whatever that can happen on that track ticket and then next week we can get into the conversation which is my favorite part about um you know leadership and community and the work way communication and all those soft things that developers aren't are, you, try, are you trying to say that you're in are you, are you trying to say you're inviting me back next week? Is that what you're trying to say? If you want to talk about this, then sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. We could just yeah. have the same conversation from that from that perspective. So, um, cool. yeah. I'll we went over that. 10 minutes. This is like a first. I know. My I finger's on the so on the outro <laughs> button right now. <laughs> Jason's like freaking out. He's like, I gotta go. Bye. Eject, eject, eject. All right, folks. Oh. Thanks for hanging out with us. We really appreciate it. Talk to you later. Bye. All right, 10 minutes over. Go over to dipycore.com slash subscribe to subscribe to this content. We would Perfect. really appreciate that. We're available on all the major podcasting places. Go find us if you want to listen to us as a podcast. If you want to watch us, you can go over to YouTube. You can go over to you Twitter. You get bonuses with the watch, watch version. Facebook. Talk to you later. You have a good one. Bye-bye. You, you should watch us because we're funny looking.